Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dirt Don't Hurt Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm Jesse. And before I get into what our episode is about, I just wanted to say Happy New Year, everyone. And sorry, this episode is a little late. I've been a little under the weather. And I apologize ahead of time if you hear me coughing. That is probably going to happen. But anyway, today's episode, we're going to be discussing how to pick the best site at a campground. Now, this could be different things for different people. You have to kind of figure out what are your needs when you go to a campground. Do you want a large site? Do you need hookups? Are you looking for flat level ground? Maybe you need a handicap site or a site close to the bathrooms. Or if you're like us, maybe you're just looking for some privacy. It can be a little overwhelming if you've never been to a campground and you don't know the layout or how anything looks there, or how big the sites are. So it's best to start online. Sometimes you got to just take a chance. Yeah, yeah, we have done that. And sometimes it has absolutely paid off for us, and sometimes it has not. I'd say most times we, when we actually get there, we kind of take inventory of the different sites. And then we're like, next time we come here, we'll get this site. Exactly. Yeah, we like to kind of like walk around and check out every single site in the entire campground and take notes. So, yeah. Um, It could also depend how many people you're trying to cram into one site because there are limits. So that's also something else to consider. But you can check the campground's website and see how many you're allowed per site. So what are you looking for? What do you want? Do you want privacy? Do you want quiet? Do you want shade? Uh, Do you need trees on your site because you're hammock camping? These are just a few examples. Or guests. Oh, yeah. So guests can be a a touchy thing because Mm -hmm. there's usually a limit on the amount of cars you can park at a campsite. So if you have, like, say, three couples or something with three different vehicles, there's usually a limit of two vehicles per site. Mm -hmm. And most campgrounds have an overflow parking. So... Those people have to pull up, unload, and then go to the overflow parking. So sometimes you want to pick something if you have a large group that's close to the overflow so people aren't, like, driving on the complete opposite side of the campground to get their stuff. That's such a good point because, actually, uh, we have a local campground we like to stay at, and the overflow parking is nowhere near the camping, like, the sites. You have to drive like almost back to the entrance for the overflow parking. Yeah, it would be like a like a three quarter mile walk, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which absolutely. You could do, but if you were like, "Oh, I forgot my cooler," <laughs> that would suck to walk all the way back here. <laughs> yes, it would. That, that is an excellent point. Consider your guest. Very good. So, this is how I like to start if I am going to a campground that I've never stayed at before, and keep in mind. We just like a private site. So that's normally what I am looking for. So the first thing I will do is I'll pull up the campground website. And most of the time they have a map of the campground. So you can kind of see what you're working with. Some campgrounds now will actually have photos of each site, but not all of them do. 
But there are a few ways to get around that if they do not have photos. You can check YouTube. We like the Dirt app, and that is spelled D-Y-R-T. And there's also a site called campsitephotos.com. And I use these all the time if I can't actually find photos on the campground website. Because I want to see how big the site is and how close it is to another site. And you can't always find that. So I can usually find it on one of these sites or apps. Sometimes the photos are deceiving on the campground websites because it's sort of like a real estate (laughs) one where you you look at pictures of a house and then you're like, wow, that looks great. There's no neighbors, blah, 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 or Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. And then then you get there and you're like, oh, this is like two feet from somebody's house. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the pictures are a little deceiving. Things look like you don't have as close to neighbors or are bigger than they are. Do you remember when that happened to us in Maine? We we booked this site. We'd never been to this campground before. And I'd actually talked to them on the phone. And they were like, what are you looking for? I was like, honestly, I'm just looking for a private site. Like, it's just me and my husband. We're really chill. We just want a quiet, private site. And they were like, oh, we have one. It's perfect. We, you know, we'll set you up with that. I was like, that would be great. Thank you so much. We get there. The site literally backed up to someone's front yard. Yeah, that was, I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) It was a cool site because it overlooked a lake and you actually had to carry your stuff up on this little platform <laughs> um but it was like yeah you, you kind of looked up behind you and it there's was a house somebody's like deck yeah, yeah. And their house i was like oh my gosh and it didn't end up being a problem like we never actually saw people there but yeah i don't know i was like uh, i don't love that this is like right in someone's front yard basically yeah and they were like probably 30 or 40 feet up the like kind of Mountain embankment, embankment like, yeah. yeah. So, like, when they, if they were out on their deck, they would just be staring at right down yeah. into the <laughs> campsite. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, campsite photos can be a little deceiving. So maybe check one of these other places that I mentioned. And um, a lot of times, like I know, like on the Dirt app, people will like tell you, like, "Hey, this is the best site at this campground," or "We like this site because of this," or "We didn't like this site because of you know whatever reason." So, I highly recommend all of those. They're great. Now, I will say, if you've done your homework and you've looked at the photos and you're like, "Okay, I think this is what I want," I just want to give you a few things to consider. Sites that are near the following are might be a little bit on the loud side. So if your site's really close to the bathroom, you are going to hear people going in and out of the bathroom all night long and probably slamming doors. If you're near a playground, which might maybe you want that, but if you don't, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a little loud. You're going to have kids there all day playing at it. Campground store, same thing. You're going to get all that traffic going in and out of the store. If you are on an entrance or exit road, you're going to have traffic no matter what, because that's where people are coming in or exiting from. They have to go by your site. Sites that back up to private property like we had. (laughs) Sometimes that's not an issue, but sometimes it is an issue. Bikes that are near a bike, I'm sorry, sites that are near a bike path or a walking path. You're going to have that traffic during the day. And then sites that are just too close to another site. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but sometimes campgrounds have really nice spaced out sites every once in a while. It's rare, but it happens. And uh, yeah, it's nothing is just, I feel like 
I get so upset when we pull into a campground and realize the site is like five feet away from another site. So. Yeah. The, and back to the bathroom one, I feel like that's like a twofold thing because it's nice and convenient being close to a bathroom, but there's usually activity like all night long. It's all night long. It will not stop. And another thing I noticed about, we've had a few sites that were literally like right next to the bathhouse or bathrooms. People will also cut through your site to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in the middle of the night, you always hear people kind of like shuffling. Absolutely. And keep that in mind if you're staying near a playground, the camp store, or the bathroom or bathhouse, people are probably going to cut through your site to get to those places. And like 60% of the bathrooms in a lot of parks have this like screen door (laughs) on the outside and it's like spring operated. They never greased it ever. (laughs) And you always hear it push open and then it's like, (laughs) and then slam shut. And you hear that all night too. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, we um we we stayed at a campground one time and it was right next to the bathhouse and we knew we already knew we were gonna have to deal with the noises from the bathhouse and we're like, it's fine, like it's not that big of a deal. Little did we know it was like the Boy Scout Jamboree weekend. And right across from us was like the group camping. So we had Boy Scouts cutting through our site all night and in and out of the bathrooms all night. And it was so annoying that at like 11 30 at night we packed everything up and went home yeah it was like an all-night thing going on yeah. there i mean they were having a grand time and good for them but i was like we are not going to get any sleep tonight <laughs> it is not it is definitely not going to happen so um yeah just consider that picking out your sites when you're looking at that map just make sure maybe the site isn't super close to one of those places unless that's what you want so mm-hmm. yeah Now, some campsites, you can't book them ahead of time. They're first come, first serve, which means you have to show up to that campground to book the site on site. You can't do it ahead of time. You can't do it on a website. You can't do it over the phone. I find that these are kind of rare now, but there are still some that operate this way. And some operate both. Some have sites you can book ahead of time, and then they'll reserve like a select few that are first come, first serve. If this happens to you, if you end up going to a campground that is like this, my number one tip for actually getting a site and getting the site you want is to get there early. If you if they're like, hey, three o'clock is when you can come get this site, be there a little before that. Because if you can get there early, they might let you like ride around and check out the sites that are first come first serve. So you can actually like pick out the site you want, which is really nice because we've done that before. They're the worst. They stress me out. They stress me out so much. If you're driving a a distance and you don't know (laughs) if you're going to get a campsite, it's like the worst feeling. It is the absolute. Now it has worked out in our favor a couple of times backpacking. Um, we have, were on a backpacking trip in Shenandoah at one point, and the weather turned on us. Um, we had checked the weather. Everything was supposed to be great, and then it wasn't. And I'm going to say like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, we had to pack up and get out of there. And luckily, there was a campground nearby, and they had some first-come, first-served sites still available. So that worked in our favor at least one time that we were able to get one of them. Yeah, they can be handy. They can be handy. And that's kind of why they do that. Like, if you get yourselves in these situations, like, there's a site for you. So, okay, I have some suggestions. If you get to the campground early and they allow you to kind of ride around 
um, to pick out your own site, here are some things you might want to look for to get a good site. Um, check out your neighbors. Like, what do they have going on? Do they have a generator? Like, are, are you riding around and they're already playing loud music? Or do they have, like, a dog that's off-leash running around? Are they drinking pretty heavily already? Like, um, do they have a bunch of kids? Like, some of these things might not bother some people. Some people, it might. Like, when we camp, we like to be private and quiet. So we're trying to kind of stay far away from people. Um, especially anything that's going to make noise. <laughs> we like to kind of sit and read and enjoy nature. So we're trying to avoid anything that's going to be somewhat loud. So, yeah. Yeah, the generators can be tough because they can go all night. So. Yes. Some campgrounds will make them cut them off. But like at a certain time, they're like, hey, you can only run your generator till 8 o'clock at night. Or this loop is a generator-free loop. But um, some campgrounds, they'll let you run that generator all night long. Yeah, even the quiet ones, if you're in like a tent or something, will. It's still loud. They're loud enough to keep me up. Absolutely. Yeah, they really, really are. So, yeah, um, there are quiet hours, but there's always someone that thinks that they do not apply to them. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I always. I like to call the campground if I'm not 100% sure. I will just call them and I will ask them, what is your most private site? Does it back up to private property? Is it near, you know, exit road entrance? Or like, I'll ask them some questions. I have like a little list I will ask. And most campgrounds are super helpful. Like they don't mind answering your questions at all. Like they are always very accommodating anytime I have ever called. So yeah, when in doubt, just call. So, yeah. And every once in a while, you can check Google Maps and check out a campground, too. I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, or Google Earth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, zoom in and see what's going on yeah, there. That's always a good one to use. You can really see what's happening. Definitely. You can't always pinpoint all the sites, but you can at least get an idea of what yeah. everything looks like. Yeah, because I, I, the maps are very, very deceiving. Like, I know I will study a map for, like... I'm a planner, so I'll look at a map for weeks before I, like, actually pick a campground. And on the map, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's, like, five sites away from the bathhouse. That's not bad. I'll take that one. But then when you get there, like, the sites are two feet away from each other. So you're actually super close right, to the bathhouse. Yeah. So, like we said earlier, the actual campground website maps can be deceiving sometimes. Because they're trying to get you into their campground to book with them. So, of course, they're going to make their campground look amazing. But it's not always amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Josh, do you have anything to add to this? I feel like I'm the one that normally plans these things. And <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> you're really good at finding the campsites. Um, we have really, yeah. Now that we kind of, like, have done this for a little while and we know the ins and outs and we kind of know what we like and what we don't like, I know what to kind of look for in a map of a campground. I would probably only add um, to be careful with uh, if if you're in like coming with a tent or hammock or whatever, um, be mindful of the sites with the RVs. Like some places, the electric and non-electric loops aren't necessarily, like a non-electric loop doesn't necessarily mean there's no campers or RVs. And sometimes it's kind of, you can get caught in a site where it's like you're just kind of sandwiched between two RVs. Yeah. Um, 
which isn't a big deal to some people, but if you don't want to be like in the middle of all that, mm-hmm. you kind of want to be careful that, you know, you pick a place that's away yeah. from them. Yeah. Or the opposite, if you're in an RV, you know, and you, you want to be with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, call and ask. Like, is this a tent loop only, you know, or do you allow RVs with generator? Like, ask. Just ask them. They will tell you. Most of the time, it will tell you on the websites, but when in doubt, just give them a call and find out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be back. And I didn't really cough. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Luckily, it was a short one. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was like, I can't do it really long when I'm going to have a coughing fit. So, thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Sorry we're a little bit late. But, uh, yeah. If you have any questions, please feel free to send us an email at dirtdonthurtadventures at gmail.com. And uh, we also have an Amazon storefront now. So, if you guys want to check that out, we have a bunch of our favorite products on there and some silly things. So, Uh, check out that. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. See ya.